great Odin's raven. Didn't have the freaking song ready to go. Crap. My bad. What's happening, guys? Uh, I thought I had it uh, ready to go, but no, I did not have the normal song ready to go. So I apologize for that. I know you guys like to rock out. Whoa, what just happened right now? What the hell? Zack Snyder just posted something. I didn't even see that till right now. How about that? Interesting. Let's see. Oh, yeah, last chance. Okay, he's just tweeting that out. Almost, I was like, wait a minute, is that like a different? I thought it was like, I thought he posted. <laughs> like the good old days, guys, when he used to post like those black and white shots. I was like, what is going on here? Anyway, what's going on, guys? What's going on, Abel? How you doing, sir? Got music man, Javier. Hello there. Hello there. Hot Dave. There you go. Here's a new nickname for me. What's going on, darling? Mr. Uh, okay, we got Mr. M Empires here. What's up? How you doing, Eric Patterson? Yeah. Sadly, I don't have the music on. I know I should be rocking out right now. But, man, did not have it right. I was all set up for everything else except for the freaking opening song. What's going on, Mr. Fear Jason? We got Steve-O. What is up? Sorry, I got the Home Run Derby playing right now. That's right. little Home Run Derby action happening. Hey, what's going on, Stephanie? How you doing? Howdy, Mr. Eric. It's good talking to you over the weekend. Ahoy, ahoy, Mr. Jason, Mr. McKenzie. Thank you for joining as per usual, sir. How dare you? I got rid of all the flies, guys, but guess what? Guess what just happened when all the lights turned on? One fly. I see you. You ain't gonna live for the... Enjoy. Enjoy the time you have left. Sorry. Yeah, he's gonna bug me watch. Yeah, you like the hat? Cool. Thank you. Me too, me too, me too. Yeah, we can all pretend it's on, right? Uh, what's going on, Loxu? How you doing? Good evening, Cody. How's it going? JD McRae, what's up, sir? All right. Thank you guys for joining us per usual, man. Oh, all right. Got, uh, you know, got plenty of topics to talk about. Of course, we're going to be talking about Black Widow. And uh, yeah, I mean, regardless of how we feel about it, and you guys know how I felt about it. If you guys watched my first reaction, my regular film review and my spoiler review, you guys know how I felt about it. We're going to be talking about that, the numbers. Yeah, because guess what? They have numbers. What? Disney actually posted numbers, unlike that other company you know what could i say disney has numbers but you know and you still can't see the numbers not when it comes to hbo max right yeah second warner brothers anyway so we're gonna be talking about that and then of course uh, we'll talk about the tease because we're just getting black adam blue balls at this point when it comes to uh dwayne johnson and then we're gonna talk about some margot robbie and her reaction to harley quinn's fate to the Snyder Cut. We'll talk a little bit about that as well as, some, you know, some other things as well when it comes to the Suicide Squad and her and whatever the hell. And then, you know, we're going to go right back to Scarlett Johansson because, you know, something came out over the weekend that we were all kind of talking about. So look forward to that as well. Of course, I got my Monday wine poured, my Pinot Grigio, because, yes, it's a little too warm to have red wine now. Let's face it. So got to have the cold white wine now. So cheers, guys. Mm. It's actually quite refreshing, quite refreshing. But uh, yeah, so appreciate you guys clicking in, of course. And uh, yeah, yesterday, guys, yesterday, I tell you what, 
But tell you what, yesterday uh, I was on my ass. I don't know what happened. Uh, it's something weird. I don't know if it's like a post-COVID thing because you guys know I, I got COVID back in uh, December, you know, during Christmas, which was great. Um, and uh, I don't know if something where it's just like a little leftovers from it or whatnot. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, guys, but apparently, I don't know. Because I told you guys probably about a month and a half ago, right, I... Just on a Sunday, my temperature just shot up to over 100 degrees. Felt like shit. And then, you know, just laid on my ass. Next day, felt fine. Um, well, through the night, it was kind of rough. I had like a splitting headache. And then the next day, I felt fine. Um, and then, you know, it seems like on Sundays. Remember when I did the Deck the Halls stream with uh, with Swenson and, of course, Zack Snyder? Um, yeah, that happened too. All of a sudden, you know, just temperature up. I don't know what it is about Sundays. I don't know if the, the good Lord is trying to smite me. What did I do? But for some reason, it's just like, why does the temperature have to shit up yesterday, guys? So Saturday, I don't know exactly what happened, but Saturday, um, Saturday, I, I wake up and I do my normal thing. What's going on, CK? How you doing, bud? Um, um, what's going on, Jose? You showed up. Yeah. So anyways, so I wake up Saturday, I do my normal thing where it's like, okay, a little hungover from the vodka stream, of course, always have fun, you know, wake up feeling like, hey, I need a breakfast sandwich. So what do I do? I go to Jack in a Box, as I usually do. I got like the loaded breakfast sandwich. I was just craving that hash brown. I even got an extra fry. I got a, I got a fry on the side. This is how how like hungry I was. And then of course a large amount. So when I'm eating the breakfast sandwich, I'm kind of going, okay, this is good. This is good. But then all of a sudden it just started tasting funny to me. I didn't think anything of it because I was like, nah, just finished it off. So pretty much all day on Saturday, you ever just get that feeling where you just feel like you're going to, you know, just little bloaty pants, little bloaty pants. That's the way I was feeling pretty much all day Saturday. And it didn't help that later on I had a, you know, I, I got a pizza. So then during the night, I'm kind of feeling a little crappy. You know, I was trying to shoot something, didn't work out. And so I go to bed and then I just, I'm, I wake up just feeling like I'm going to explode. Okay. Feeling like I'm going to explode. And then sure enough, go to the bathroom, throw up. I throw up. Yes. And, uh, that was fun. So cool. So then go back to bed and then I wake up kind of like, because got some stuff in my throat, scares the shit out of me. I can't really breathe, rush to the bathroom, throw up again. Yeah. Fun times. And then I go back to sleep, wake up. And then sure enough, I get a temperature of 101 degrees. So I was on my ass yesterday. Yeah. It sounds like I got a little food poisoning, right, Joe? That's what it's sounding like. What's going on, Nicotina? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, see, that's what happened. What Jose said. I'm pregnant, and he's the father. You said you were going to pull out, but you didn't. Uh, how dare you, sir? No, but so, yeah. So, yesterday, I was just on my ass yesterday. You know, I was supposed to go uh, have dinner with my mom and my aunt. That didn't happen. Uh, so, yeah, I was just basically, yeah, just on my ass, guys. It really sucked. But uh, I feel fine now. Like I said, it's like it's just a, a day. And I think it was just it wasn't full on food poisoning. But I think something was something was wrong with that Jack in a Box sandwich. OK, Jack in a Box. What the hell are you doing to me? Trying to kill me? Trying to kill me? What's going on, Jack? So I might I might 
I might stay away from uh, Jack in a Box for a little bit because there was just something didn't sit right. But it's weird though because you know generally you don't get a temperature from eating a you know for getting food poisoning. But I did feel achy. You do get flu-like symptoms, and I was achy. You know when your nerves are all like you know you just kind of your nerves are all kind of shot and you feel kind of achy. So I think it was just slight food poisoning right there. So yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good sandwich, though, Stephanie. It really is. The loaded breakfast sandwich, it's pretty damn good. But yeah, I'm probably going to stay away from it for a bit. You know, to be honest, you know, when I have like those, my Saturdays where I'm just like, eh, I don't try to eat as, you know, I'm probably going to cut down on that. But so that was my day and weekend right there, guys. Yeah, a little bit. So good stuff. Hopefully a better weekend this weekend. But uh, yeah, so there you go, guys. And, uh, that's what I. Uh, that's why I'm going to open up the show with. Of course, you got food poisoning from KFC. I used to work at KFC, actually, uh, Geek Studios. That was my very first job. I was. I was a. I was a fry chef, as we call it. And you're just a goddamn cook. You just throw chicken in the fucking greaser. It's gross. Uh, I, it's, I, to this day, it's hard for me to even. I. I. I I'll still go to KFC to get like a a chicken sandwich or something, maybe, but. To get the actual chicken, mm, don't really do that. I mean, I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was a, I was a cook at KFC. First job, good things, man. Jeez, thank you, George. Appreciate that. But um, yeah. So that was my weekend, guys. So hey, hit that like, thumbs up. You know, do all that. Hit that notification bell if you'd be so kind. And uh, if you want to become a member of Film Junkie, please do so. I do, uh, of course, members only vlogs, and once a week we do a members only stream where you guys can pick my brain and all that stuff. So if you want to join, join the little club, do so. Or if you want to join the Patreon, got a Patreon too. If you want to partake in that and uh, really help out that that pirate ship, you could do uh, you could do that. That is all provided down below. And then of course the Film Junkie closet. You get some merchandise, merchandise, merchandise down there. So I'm going to hopefully get some new shirts. I have a couple ideas for new shirts this uh, this uh, weekend. Uh, I'm seeing who's up. I don't even know. Somebody from the Royals is batting right now. Not too sure. I don't think anybody from the Giants. I think everybody's waiting for uh, Otani, Otani, right? That's going to be in the home run derby. Like everybody's looking for him. So, you know, you could do all that. K KFC used to be good. Yeah. It used to be good until I worked there. <laughs> I mean, my God, my God. Super sticker. Thank you, George. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you, Seek. Thank you, Seek. Hopefully you're doing good. I uh, would love to talk to you soon. I mean, I think, well, you know, we're getting close to Venom time. So, yeah, uh, I'd love to get you back on the stream. Talk to you. Catch up a little bit. So how long did I work for KFC? Oh, I was only about two years. Because then I got a job at Sizzler as a busboy, which was better money because of tips and stuff. So, and then he got out of the freaking, I mean, it was gross, man. It's gross working in that kitchen. Tell you what, <sighs> all those herbs and spices everywhere. Yay. So all that, but yeah, so that was, that was my first job. Um, but yeah, so but yeah, make sure if yeah, you do all that, subscribe, got the Patreon right up there. You got all this right there and right there, too. So, yeah. Follow me on Vero. Come on. I mean, I don't get enough Vero love. Just type in my name, my full name, David Peña, and uh, follow me on Vero. Do all that. So, um, yeah. Okay. So, stop screen. I, yeah. Okay. So, let's go to the tweets. 
Let's go do the tweet. All right, let's see here. Where are the tweets? Do I even have that? Oh, I don't even have that ready. Hold on a sec. Let me make sure I got it. There we go. Now I got it ready. Uh, I feel like watching some Batman 66 now all of a sudden. Why is that? Well, I don't know. All right. So, yeah, this is what Zach just tweeted right now. So he said, last chance to see the epic on the big screen in New York, L.A., or Austin. All proceeds go to an important cause. Deadline to enter is this Friday. So you got a shot like that. Look at that. That's a beautiful image right there. Look at that image right there. Ah, it's, it, it, it's almost, I mean, I, it looks like, like maybe like, I don't know. It almost looks like it's like a Polaroid or something like it's just like cascading across. I'm assuming that's Debbie right there. I don't know, but yeah. So if you guys haven't entered yet, please do so. I mean, just go to, uh, go to Zach's Twitter right now. He just posted it. So that'll be good. Hey, little mermaid guys. Anybody excited for this? I know I'm not. But then again, I'm not really excited for any Disney live action anymore. But then again, I never was. I never was. Uh, I never was uh, all about Disney in the first place. You know, like when it came to the old cartoon movies. I mean, sure, but I mean, and you know, if they could do a proper live action, so be it. I mean, I heard Cinderella was good, but I hadn't seen it. I haven't seen Beauty and the Beast. I saw Aladdin. Aladdin was actually better than I thought it was going to be. You know, there's a lot of things, but I'm not going to lie. When I first saw this image right here, I went, I was going, wait a minute. I was like, is she? I thought, whoa, what is happening there? But she, uh, she, she's not topless. <laughs> but at first I was kind of going, whoa, wait a minute. You know, I think uh, all of us kind of zoomed in at one point, but it's wrapped filming. So there you go. Little Mermaid wrapped filming. I'm not, I, I just, uh, I mean, maybe I'll check it out. I don't know, but Beauty and the Beast, I heard about, yeah, it was good. Big no, yeah, I'm excited for Enchanted 2. Of course you are. I don't think I've seen Enchanted 1. I got to check that out. And uh, yeah, Cannes is happening. And apparently, I don't know, uh, I kind of want to know, how do you guys feel about Wes Anderson? I want to know because, you know, he's an acquired taste, not for everybody. He's pretty artsy fartsy, but um, I noticed today that Cannes 2021 was trending. Well, it was trending, and Wes Anderson is currently trending in, in entertainment right now. And a lot of people are actually talking about um, the French Dispatch. And this uh, this person right here, this critic right here, said it might be Wes Anderson's most eye popping, visually stunning film yet. The production design is out of this world. I didn't get much out of the story or characters at all but it's still so amusing and fun to watch. Okay, so how could it be his best yet if he didn't get much out of the story and characters? But apparently, if you go, yeah, like I said, he's trending right now. And according to Variety, Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch dazzles cans with Timothy Chalamet and Party Bus in a nine-minute standing ovation. That's right. So apparently people were good. What's going on, Mr. Brandon Jones? How you doing? Um, so not a big fan. Stephanie says not a big fan. Okay. Music man, you love Wes. Uh, I like Wes weird ass movies. Okay. Grand Budapest was, yeah, that was a good movie. I mean, yeah, he's had some, he's had some winners when it comes to Wes Anderson. Um, Rushmore, you can go back all the way to Rushmore, the Royal Tenenbaums, 
that was a good movie. The Life Aquatic of Steve uh, Zizza. I can never say his last name, but yeah. I mean, obviously, anytime, I guess anytime he works with Bill Murray, it's going to be good, right? So, you know, he's got those classics right there. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yet to see it, but I always heard that that was a good one. I have yet to see it, though, on the list. But then, of course, the Grand Budapest got nominated like up and down that year. Uh, Isle of Dogs, I remember, I think that got, those got nominated too. I just, I've always been curious about when it comes to Wes Anderson, because yeah, like I said, he's very artsy fartsy, but he knows how to frame a shot. He really does. I mean, I remember I actually saw like a breakdown, um, of how he shoots his movies and how he keeps that center line and how he's really good at keeping like, you know, somebody, the, the main actor in the, in the center of the frame right there. So, I mean, if it got a nine minute standing ovation, I mean, I guess it's going to be worth to, uh, worth, uh, checking out, but I just always kind of wondered like, you know, does, what's the appeal of Wes Anderson? I mean, he's, I mean, you, anytime you're watching one of his movies, you know, it's a Wes Anderson. So that's always the sign of like, you know, that's a good director right there. When you can always kind of tell, you can always tell it's a Quentin Tarantino. You can always tell it's a, a Nolan. You can, you can tell it's a Zack Snyder. You know, I mean, when you, when you can feel the DNA of a director, Tim Burton, and he also comes into mind too. I mean, that's always, it's always good, I guess, when you're a director. But I mean, when it comes to, you know, a lot of his movies, I'm never rushing out to see a Wes Anderson, but still pretty decent. I mean, there's not, but he's never, it's, it's not like I, when I watched the Grand Budapest, it's not like I just watched it over and over again. I think I watched it once and that said, oh, that's a pretty good movie, but that's it. I don't need to watch it again. I think it's kind of like that. But then you got the, the older movies like your Royal Tenenbaum and uh, maybe Rushmore that those are movies that you could watch again. And I totally forgot that he directed Bottle Rocket. I don't know if you guys remember Bottle Rocket. But that was Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson's like movie that they wrote. That was like their first movie. It was his first movie. But uh, yeah, very interesting. But yeah, I mean, he has, of course, shots like this. Where it's like, you got the center line right in between the two actors right there. And then, of course, he's got the vibrant colors and everything like that. So he definitely knows how to frame a shot. And uh, you definitely know when it is a Wes Anderson movie. And I don't know. I'm going to check it out when it comes out. I'm sure the French Dispatch is definitely going to be one of those movies that we're going to be hearing about uh, next year when it comes to award season. So there you go, Beth. Wes Anderson. Better than Paul W.S. Anderson. That's for sure. Yeah. Paul W.S. Anderson. Oof. Ooh, that was a cool. Went back a little too far right there. So anyways, um, Doom Patrol can confirm that uh, Doom Patrol and Mummy actor Brandon Frazier has been accused by several co-workers of being incredibly nice and a kind person. So good for Doom Patrol for confirming that. We were all wondering, is Brandon Frazier really like that person right there? Apparently he is. Um, here's a pretty good, uh, there's a new ad for Ryan Reynolds and uh, his mobile service that he's a part of. It's pretty funny. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds here with a deal from Mint Mobile to tell you about that. It, it's so freaking huge. I asked Epic Voice Guy to translate it into summer blockbuster. You ready, John? Ready. Ready. In a world where big wireless companies friggin' hate you, a hero will rise. This summer, Mint Mobile is free for six months. <laughs> now do me. Do me. Yeah. Right now, you get six months of free service when you buy a new <laughs> phone on. and a six-month plan. Stop That's doing good me. Stuff. Stop it. Ah, <laughs> uh, good stuff. You always gotta love. You always gotta love. 
Yeah, Paul W.S. Anderson, right, Seek? I mean, Jesus Christ. And you can, and you can't really tell when it's a Paul W.S. Anderson, only if like Mila Jovovich, of course, is in it, and it's really awful. Uh, I think over the week, uh, when I think, yeah, last weekend when I was at my my my, my friend's house, uh, for some reason we put on the Three Musketeers. His Three Musketeers. God, that movie sucked. That movie sucked. And um, yeah, guys, if you want to, uh, of course, check out. A, if you want to listen to the vodka stream uh, last Friday, both vodka streams are ready to listen to with heavy spoilers, Paul. And then, of course, uh, the Zaki Hassan version. And speaking of Paul, heavy uh, spoilers, he tweeted this out. It said, if the DC movies aren't going to be connected and there's no continuity, then what was the point in scrapping the Snyderverse whilst saying Justice League was canon? Right? Well said, sir. Well said. So I like Paul. I like Paul. But uh, yeah, it is kind of uh, interesting, right? It really is interesting. So makes you think, makes you wonder, makes you wonder. And then we have right here, according to uh, Zendaya, Spider-Man No Way Home could be the end of the trilogy, says Zendaya. Well, yeah, um, we don't know if we're going to make another one. Normally you don't, you do three movies and that's pretty much it. Sounds like she doesn't want to do any more movies. I don't know. Is that me? And, you know, to be honest, I hope she's not in any more movies. I, I don't like her MJ. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I really don't like her MJ. I don't know. It's just their chemistry doesn't really work. Far from home, like, just made me want to pull my hair out when it came to their whole back and forth. But for fuck's sake, we have a fourth Thor movie coming out. We have a fourth Captain America movie coming out. Okay? If it's there... If their demand is there, this is Spider-Man too. This is Spider-Man, by the way. This is Spider-Man. You're going to tell me that they're just going to end it after three? All right, no more Spider-Man. You know, he's the biggest character that we have. He's bigger than Coca-Cola, but we're just going to stop. Sounds like she just doesn't want to do it anymore, which is fine. Move on, okay? Peter goes to college and he meets Gwen Stacy. How about that? That's what I want. Please. She's a good actress. Yeah, she is a good actress. I will say that, Ryan. I totally agree. But I just don't like her in this role. I really don't. And it seems like everybody always fan casts her and stuff. And I'm just, I, I'm always like, eh. <coughs> I know. Oof. Uh, do you? I can never say, you know, look at this. This uh, Snyder fan right here, you know, Mr. Nintendo. Come on. Look at him. He said, at this time, at the time of its release, when I saw it in theater, it was a question mark. During the during this time, when I tweeted that I saw the Snyder version of Justice League, many people said that Batman or Superman uh Justice Birth, <laughs> I don't think that translated correctly, um, also had an extended version that was 30 minutes long. And watching the ultimate edition is Justice. I bought a okay, so there you go. He's such a Snyder stand now. Isn't that awesome? And then 33 years ago, guys, yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. That's right. One of the best, if not the best, action film ever made. Die Hard, and yes, it is a Christmas movie, came out. So there you go. And then here you go, guys. Of course, you know, with Shark Week being here, they had to incorporate. They had to incorporate. Yes, of that course, is your hand. Very good. They had to incorporate King Shark. And is a Pretty cheesy, but you know. Shark. When people wanted to know where the marketing was for the Suicide Squad, there you go. There's the start. 
There's the start. All right, we'll be talking about that. And then, of course, uh, I got tempted by Amazon with this uh, McFarlane, uh, these toys right here when it comes to, uh, yeah, non-break. Oh, man. It, and Amazon always taunt, always, um, it always uh, tempts me to um, buy more shit. And then, hey, you know, hey, everybody in Cuba. I don't know if there's anybody in Cuba watching right now, but Jesus Christ, man. People are rising up in Cuba, man. They're sick and tired, sick and tired of the oppressive regime, government, for 60-plus years in Cuba. So a lot of things were happening yesterday. Well, everybody's still complaining about Trump over here. <laughs> it's like, well, over there, it's, yeah, they, uh, you know, vaccine shortages and not, you know, they're just not free over there. So, hey, there you go. That was happening yesterday. Not going to get too political. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. So hopefully that happens. Hey, this is wholesome right here. This kid right here, total, look at, the, look at this kid's face. And then he puts on, he puts on his uh, Halloween uh, Mike Myers mask. As another Mike Myers walks up and gives him a present. This is, this is both creepy and wholesome guys. Also got the gift of a knife. No words being said. It's awesome. Gotta love that kind of stuff. So awesome. Uh, I need the green light. Yeah. And then, yeah, last night, since I was sick, of, you know, since I was on my ass yesterday, uh, I, I finally watched Greenland. I, I, I've been hearing, I've been hearing like nothing but good things about Green. Oh, Tani's up. Tani's up, guys. Is he going to put on a show? Uh-oh. No. I got a show to put on. Um, no, I finally watched Greenland. It took me forever. I mean, it came out what, like, uh, like over a year ago and, uh, my God. Yeah. I don't know why it took me this long because this movie was excellent. Definitely broke the mold of disaster films because it just, it really, I mean, yeah, you had your big special effects moments, but it wasn't too crazy. It was mainly like footage that you saw on TV and then you saw other little things, but they handled the visual effects pretty damn well, but it was mainly about the family. It was mainly about these three right there and about the, how they got separated and everything like that. I mean, this movie was fucking excellent, man. Yeah. Enjoy. Oh, shut up. Shut up, Joey. I know my fucking autocorrect. Yes. Yes, that's right. <laughs> shut up, Joey. Uh, I know you saw my tweet and it. Yeah. I said, I enjoyed the shit out of it, but it put, I enjoyed the shot out of it. Damn you. But yeah, really good flick. If you haven't checked it out yet. And then uh, I thought this was funny. This bottle looks like uh, Ryan Gosling from Drive. <laughs> ah, good stuff. Come on. And then Andrew McCarthy. Andrew McCarthy being funny. Remember Andrew McCarthy? Still a funny guy. Because, you know, Sex in the City is coming back to HBO Max, but it's not going to have Samantha because apparently uh, What's-Her-Name and uh, Sarah Jessica Parker hate each other. But remember, she was in Mannequin with uh andrew mccarthy so he put him that's pretty funny I, I i mean you know maybe uh the newer generation's not gonna know exactly what the fuck this even means but yeah it was pretty funny and go giants they're still going well and yes guys this tweet is pretty much taken off it's still going crazy but yeah i've uh i saw this on my timeline a couple of times and then one of my friends said her cousin actually said this to her and couldn't believe it that, yeah, Black Widow is the best MCU movie. Well, 
I think we beg to differ, um, a lot of us. I mean, even if you enjoyed it, the best, really? The best is a little bit of a stretch, okay? Okay, you can enjoy it. You can like it. But the best, when you have movies like Winter Soldier, Iron Man 1, Infinity War, come on. The best? Yeah, I wouldn't even, I mean, it wouldn't be in my top 20 probably, but, you know, that's just me. Guardians of the Galaxy, come on. I don't know about that. But hey, guess what, guys? I was trending in Pakistan yesterday, apparently. I don't know how that was happening, but I got this notification that said trending people mentions user users in Pakistan for yesterday. And I was number 19 above Dwayne Johnson. Can you smell what's cooking? Deep in ya. That's what's cooking. Cheers to that. Thank you to all my uh, Pakistan fans. Holy shit. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's right, guys. Trending in Pakistan. So thank you to my, my Pakistan fans. Appreciate it. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, and that's this is pretty funny, too. You know, cross out Dana, put Zool. There is no Dana. There's only Zool. You got to love the internet. Got to love the... Okay. And then we got this, guys. Okay. This was a palate cleanser. Uh, from uh, from Kevin Costner, Ooh. Kevin Costner, Kevin Conroy. I want this, whatever uh, this is. I want that in my house. But yes, Kevin Conroy singing because he's got that awesome voice, of course. There was a time I was the only one. <laughs> it's just a beautiful voice, now beautiful voice, Kevin Conroy. That was a nice little palate cleanser. Because, yes, yesterday was a little crazy, guys. Got a little crazy. Got a little crazy. As you can see with some of these tweets. Some of these tweets. Uh, yeah, I got a little crazy yesterday. But I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it because I don't really want to talk about the drama too much. But, yeah, there was drama on the timeline yesterday when it comes to certain things. And I'm just kind of telling everybody, you know what? Stop. Stop. Stop engaging. Stop engaging. Please. Okay. There's always going to be people that are going to try to, you know, hey, I'm not involved with that. So guess what? I'm going to tear it down and call it trash and do all this, do all that. Yeah. Sadly, when it comes to the Snyder fandom, sometimes things get a little too crazy, but it got a little too crazy even for because Ray Porter was like, what the hell? Man, I thought interacting with fans was going to be a good thing. And turns out it wasn't. But hopefully uh, he doesn't take that to heart because. I love talking to that guy. I want to talk to him again. I want to bring him back on the vodka stream. Uh, I still owe, you know, I have this idea, of course, of making a dark side drink. And hopefully, you know, he can make one too and we can have one on the vodka stream. Um, but yeah, when it came to Ray, uh, apparently, you know, some bullshit happened and I'm just kind of going, it's just, it, it does get annoying. It does get annoying. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, you know, if you if you don't like something that's coming out, hey, make make your own shit. That's all you got to do. Make your own shit. But sadly, some of these guys can't even make their own shit. And they just want to just like destroy other people's stuff. And it's just so dumb, man. It's just so dumb. So yeah, there was, a, there was just too much of that that was happening yesterday. But I don't want to like go too much into it. But, you know, it was just getting annoying. But hey, guys, guess what? And I'm leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when I'll be back again. That's right. 
That's, of course, referring back to Armageddon that had Ben Affleck in it. But yes, apparently, you guys can see this image right here, that Ben Affleck is boarding a jet. Where is he going? Is he going to Leavesden? Maybe. But uh, he's, his bags are definitely packed. Um, and, uh, yeah, sadly he, you know, he probably, you know, he had to leave, he had to leave, uh, uh, that JLo booty behind for a little bit. I think Atani is going crazy with his, uh, he's putting on a show right now. Anyways, sorry. Home run derby. Yeah. I love it. Anyways. So, uh, yeah. So we had these images right here of him boarding, uh, a jet to, uh, take off. So looks like, uh, we're finally going to be getting him in the flash movie guys. The Flash movie. Now, I heard that he wasn't going to go overseas to the UK. Okay. That's what I heard. But now it's that information was wrong. Sounding like it. I, I heard that the Flash was also going to be filming in the States, possibly Atlanta. But, um, you know, I don't know the whole, I, like, I don't know the whole details. Like I said, I just had somebody that had their ear, like, you know, out there. And he said that possibly that that Ben Affleck was not going to go overseas when it came to um, when it came to filming for the Flash. So I was going, okay, um, maybe uh, we'll find out something. I don't know. But then at the same time, we don't know where exactly he's going. But then I'm hearing that the, I remember hearing. I think it was when uh, uh, John DJ was on Grace's show or one of the whatever whatever um, show that he was on. Him and Brian Hirota. They said, I, I guess they said that they were going to be filming till October in the UK. So it sounds to me like maybe he is going overseas, but it's going to be interesting because, you know, obviously we're all excited. I mean, I don't know if Mr. Muschietti is going to post, you know, something when it, when it comes to, when it comes to, you know, posting a logo, is he going to do that next? Are we, can we expect that? Can we expect any Muschietti to post the Batfleck? I mean, if he posts that, that's going to have some reassurance that, yes, he, in fact, is going to be in the costume. And, you know, the more that I think about it, guys, the more that I think about it, okay? I'm going to drop it right here. The more I think about it, you know, I was kind of worried when I was hearing, like, okay, his, his role is going to be small. His role is going to be small. It's going to be, hopefully, it's going to be, like, a disappointment at the same time. But I'm going, okay, but how much they're putting into this Flash movie, it seems, and the people that are involved. And the fact that Muschietti said there's like so many characters, you know, when it comes to the D the DC universe, it's like, how do you just have two Batmans and not have them interact and fight at the same time? And I'm just kind of going, oh, there's just like, ah, please, please, for the love of God. Can you imagine just Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck fighting like back to back doing something? It's going to be interesting, though, how they handle Keaton, obviously, it's going to be, you know, like I said, what I heard it was like a Kingdom Come meets Batman Returns suit, which makes sense. The guy's 70 fucking years old. Um, obviously, when whoever's in the suit is going to probably not be Keaton, only for the close-up shots. But at the same time, you know, same thing happened with Ben Affleck. I mean, that warehouse scene was mainly Citrone. Let's face facts. It was Citrone for most of it. But of course, you get the close-up shots and stuff like that. So of course, you got to have Affleck. But so, I mean, it's just kind of going like, yeah, it would, it would be such a missed opportunity if they, if they do that. But, but yeah, so I was just kind of thinking about that. I'm like, is he, is this going to be minor? Is it going to be, I don't know. 
But I'm just trying to like put all the pieces together when it comes to all this, because like I said, I heard from that same person that, oh, he's probably not going to go overseas. It's probably going to be shot here, but who, but who knows? Like I said, it's apparently they're going to be filming over there till October. I don't know if they're just going to do a second unit thing here. Hopefully not. I don't know. But we know that Bruce Wayne is definitely going to be giving Barry the new suit. But yeah, it just, it just, there just needs to be that not, no, not fight each other. They would not fight each other. They would fight whatever with each other back to back, you know, two Batmans taking on some bad guys, some henchmen. So it'd be, uh, it could be cool to see them looking at each other and both saying nice suit. Yeah. See, that's what's going to be interesting, too, because let's face it, guys. Michael Keaton, not a tall dude. Ben Affleck, a tall dude. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle the heights. I mean, obviously, if he's wearing like a suit, there's going to be a little bit of lift. You know, he's going to have some lift in his suit. But, you know, I just kind of wonder, like, how are they going to handle that? You know, I mean, they're going to make him like pretty pretty eye to eye or is it going to be a little is is batfleck going to be batfleck has to be just a little bit taller come on let's face it he's got to be just a little bit just like you know how snyder was like hey i wanted my batman to be a little taller than superman which i thought was always awesome that he was like yeah it's just be i, I remember when he explained that he wanted to have his batman to be taller than superman just a little bit because even it's not like it mattered because it's it's fucking Superman. Superman could be five foot one and still, you know, you know, still pink, you know. But I just kind of wonder how they're going to handle the heights. I just wonder where is Keaton going to be when it comes to all that. So that's going to be something. Yeah. You're going to be standing on a soapbox. Yeah. Eye to eye like Vin Diesel was and doing that. And it's like, fuck you, Vin. We know what's up. Anyways. All right. Sorry. Just why I just went on a little tangent there. Talk about that. That's pretty much it, guys. I think uh, that's pretty much um, pretty much all we're doing when it comes to tweets. Uh, there was like another um, uh, uh, Snyder was on another stream and he talked about how he's excited for the Batman. Speaking of Batman, so you know, I love the fact that when it comes to like future DC movies, what is Zack Snyder more excited for? Matt Reeves Batman. And it's so great. I mean, he even said that when, you know, after fandom, when he came on uh, our stream, uh, the real motion stream, real anarchy stream, he was like, he texted Matt and was like, dude, dude, you just got to love that. You just got to love that. All right, guys, let's, let's get to the topic at hand here. Uh, let's talk about the, uh, the numbers of, uh, of, uh, black, black, uh, widow and, uh, and the numbers that it did, it's definitely a game changer, guys. Definitely going to be a game changer when it comes to this post-pandemic world. I mean, I mean, I guess you could say it's post-pandemic. I mean, it pretty much is. We're everything's opening up again, but then there's still uh oh wow, Ken Griffey's there. Yay, Ken Griffey Jr. He's hanging out at the home run derby. Oh man, that was my favorite baseball player growing up. Bar none, Ken Griffey Jr. was my favorite baseball player growing up. And he's there at the home run derby. That's awesome. Oh, I love that. Anyways, so Black Widow box office. So let's uh, let me go ahead and uh, pull up this uh, article from Variety. Okay, so we got the Black Widow uh, right here. It says uh, box office Marvel's Black Widow debuts with a dazzling 80 million in theaters, 60 million on Disney Plus. 
So for once, Disney Plus, the whole premium shit, actually worked in their favor because it seemed like it wasn't working before. A lot of people were kind of laughing about it. But yeah, apparently it did. So it says right here, Disney and Marvel superhero adventure Black Widow captured a massive $80 million in its first weekend, cruising the benchmark for the biggest box office debut since the pandemic. Uh, it says right here, Disney Plus, where subscribers can rent Black Widow for an extra $30. Disney reported that. Yeah, but see, Disney reported it. Did they report the right numbers? Do we know that? Uh, I don't know. But anyways, for an extra, Disney reported, okay, so generated more than $60 million in Disney Plus premier access consumer spend globally, marking the rare occasion in which a studio disclosed the profits made from streaming. Yeah. Rare occasion because someone out there, Warner Brothers, doesn't want to release numbers. But hey, what can he say? So combined with the Disney Plus numbers, the final week in figure sits at 215 million, curbing overall ticket sales. However, and the fact that Black Widow still doesn't have a release date in China, China, which is an all-important movie-going market for the Marvel franchise. Yes, we know. We know. So there you go, guys. So now it begs the questions like, okay, the reason why this is a game changer, and it kind of makes you wonder when it, when it comes to future movies using this. I mean, obviously, we still got a couple of more bigger movies coming out. We got what, like Jungle Cruise. We got, uh, what, are else, what else are some big movies that are coming out? I know Jungle Cruise coming out. And then, of course, we've got the Suicide Squad that's coming out. In August, and it kind of it kind of makes you wonder. I saw uh, somebody uh, somebody in the chat before uh, somebody in the chat mentioned like before uh, I, I went live was like, okay, does the Suicide Squad? You know, if they don't do the numbers that this does, you know, of course they're going to be like, what happened? Yeah, that's definitely what's going to happen, of course. But this is a good thing, regardless of how we feel about the movie. Like I said, I didn't really, you know, I mean, I thought it was okay. It was decent. It's fine. But uh, it wasn't anything special, you know, uh, at least for me. Uh, I thought it was just kind of like, eh, felt out of place, was okay, loved, you know, of course, Florence Pew, 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 you know, loved her, loved the fact that she's going to continue on as, I guess you could say, uh, a newer Black Widow, which we, are, we all knew about. But now we got to think about, it's like, okay, obviously this was a big blockbuster movie. Okay, this was a big blockbuster movie, so obviously it's going to generate those kind of numbers. And then, you know, when it comes to the $30 premium, I know a lot of people thought like, oh, that's pretty shitty. That is pretty shitty. But at the same time, you also got to take in the fact that, hey, you, if you're going to take the whole family to one of these movies, you know, it's going to, especially you go to like a Harkins or somewhere that had these luxury theaters, you know, you got the reclined seats. And I think what the average ticket price is about what twelve dollar, like twelve fifty, something like that, twelve fifty at least. I don't know if that's like a general like in America or wherever the hell, but I just remember hearing that number like twelve fifty, maybe thirteen bucks. You take the whole family there, you have to buy like what four or five tickets. Got to buy popcorn. Got to buy drinks. Got all that, and you know they mark up the shit out of that. I mean, it's ridiculous how much it costs just to get some fucking you know some munchies. It really is. It's crazy. Um, so obviously, you know. You pay $30, you could literally just invite everybody. You could have like 20 people in your house and you could just get some, you know, you could have snacks already there, drinks and everything. You're the comfort of your own home. Everybody has like 
big TVs now, sound systems, whatnot, and you could just blast a movie. So that's why I was always like, when everybody would go like, I would never do that. It's like, yeah, but think about the families. And that's the thing. And let's face it, when it comes to MCU movies, that's the target right there. They want to have families showing up. They want to they want to make sure like, they, you know, you get that experience. I mean, obviously, guys, when it comes to me, I'm just me by myself. You know, I'm so lonely. Just kidding. No, I have you guys. No, but I, of course, will go to the movie theater. I love the movie theater experience. And yeah, that's perfectly fine. But in this post-pandemic world, there's still going to be people that are not going to be comfortable sitting in in a room with a bunch of other people because now, you know, there's no masks are optional, all that stuff. So it all, it just, it does make sense that, Hey, yeah, you charge an extra three. I mean, that's sadly, I know it's always Disney looking for some extra scratch, but at the same time, it's like, well, can you really blame them? You know? So there's always, so now, I mean, obviously when it came to like Mulan, remember Mulan was like the test of all this and it really didn't work because everybody found out that, oh yeah, I could just wait like two months and watch it for free, essentially. So, you know, Mulan was the test, didn't really work. This time it did, but I think what helped it out too is the fact that now theaters are open, now things are going. So it's going to be interesting to see what future movies do. Like I said, we got Jungle Cruise that's coming out, another Disney movie. Obviously, they're going to have the same thing. It's going to be curious to see like what happens with that. And then it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with the Suicide Squad. Because still, a lot of people are kind of wondering what's going to happen with the Suicide Squad. You know, it's an R-rated movie. The marketing, you know, not really big, not really huge. I mean, James Gunn is really pushing it. I mean, you look at James Gunn's social media. It's nothing but it's nothing but uh, promoting the Suicide Squad, which good on him. But at the same time, it's like, where you at, Warner Brothers? Where you at? Okay, you got Shark Week. Yeah, you could do all that. That's That works perfectly fine. But it probably needs a little bit more oomph. I don't know. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens when it comes to the Suicide Squad. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that. <sighs> but, yeah, I just I'm really curious to see how all this is uh going to work out. And then there's an uh there's an article that you guys should check out. Um I should have posted it down below but I forgot to, but it was uh it's from of course Mr. Stephen Colbert. He uh posted an article. It's a very interesting article when it comes to um Rotten Tomatoes. He breaks down, you know, you know, Stephen and breaking down numbers, but he posted this right here. He said how Black Widow's Rotten Tomatoes score compares to the rest of the MCU. He breaks it down pretty good. I'm not going to go over it right, you know, over it all, of course. Um, but, um, it is interesting. Like, like for instance, this paragraph right here, it says due to the way the tomato meter operates, the average review, the average of the actual score submitted by reviewers don't always tell the same story, such as the Avengers, which had the seventh highest tomato, uh, tomato meter score in the franchise at 91%, despite having a third best average review score in the MCU at, at, uh, at eight out of 10. However, interesting enough, Black Widow's average score of seven, which comes in just under the MCU average of 7.26, drops drops it down to rank to 17th, leapfrogging Ant-Man's higher 6.9 average. So he breaks it down with the whole averages thing, which I've always been, when it comes to Rotten Tomatoes and how they pull it all together, I hate the fact that they do the whole, you know, 
fresh or rotten, like it, it's either that or this percentage, and it's all huge. When you open up the page, it's just huge right there. I always hated that. I always like looking at the averages, and he breaks, Stephen breaks it down really well, where you kind of go like, well, wait a minute. How is it that it's right here, but then, you know, it? it's just, it's really like, it's interesting. So I would suggest you guys go to Screen Rant and read that. And maybe uh, maybe on the Vodka stream, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more. But it's it's just, it shows you kind of how it's a little bit of a flawed system, especially the whole tomato meter of rotten or fresh. It really just kind of shows you that it's like, well, wait a minute. How is it this? And, it, and it's just kind of crazy how like 20, there's been 24 fresh, 24, I mean, they've pretty much all been fresh, right? All the MCU movies. It's like the 24th fresh movie. Crazy how that is, isn't it, guys? It's crazy. But yeah, check that out. Breaks it down pretty well. And uh, yeah, kind of hurt my brain a little bit. Anyways, Dwayne Johnson teases Black. Oh, I, <laughs> I love the fact that I put back Adam because, well, I mean, it technically, uh, let's face it, it is back Adam. So I'm going to leave that I'm going to leave that little typo in there because I think that's pretty funny. Because let's face it, look at the size of this guy's back. Holy lord. I love it. But yes, Dwayne Johnson. Teasing that suit yet again. And uh yeah, so we got right here. Look at that. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. So teasing that. Look at that fucking suit. All right. Look at the look at the the texture. The texture looks like it's got some uh, ancient writing on it. I don't know. Right here, it looks like there's something going on right here. I'm pretty sure that this is something. All this, all this right here is most likely, most likely. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's any kind of ancient writing. Right here looks like it. I mean, it looks like there is some stuff sketched all through. You know, some writing all throughout the suit right here. But yes, of course. What we realize here, guys, is there's no padding. No padding. That's right. Zachary Levi, are you shitting yourself yet? Uh, but yeah, there is no padding at all when it comes to the suit. And I love the fact that, you know, part of his traps, of course, probably because you can't fit his traps in this damn suit. But yeah, his traps are sticking out. And yeah, freaking A, dude. That is insane. But yeah, I'm really digging the texture. I mean, it's funny, too, because... If you look, okay, look at the left arm right here. It's got this going around it right there. Over here, it's not the same. So it's almost like this suit just like it's been through some shit. It's been rebuilt before. You know, it seems like there's a lot of history in this suit right here. And then, of course, you got the, the little collar right here that just looks pretty cool. But, yeah, but, yeah, you got this little pattern going up right here. It almost looks pyramid-like. Yeah, it almost looks like uh, maybe steps up to a pyramid. I don't know. But yeah, just looks like there's all this. I don't know if this really means something, but it probably does. But this this right here, stuff that's written right here definitely means something. Definitely means something. Looks pretty damn cool. Looks pretty damn cool. But uh, yeah, definitely no padding. No padding. But yeah, look at the scale. The scale of this. So he's just on set just going, hey, look at this. It's a really good shot. Really good shot, by the way. But yeah, let's not freak out about it. I know some people are like, oh my God, he did black and white like Snyder used to do. It's like, yeah. 
But then again, we did know that Zach said that Black Adam could easily fit in his Snyderverse, which, of course, we know that. We know he definitely could. But it's just the fact that he's going to have no padding <laughs> in his suit. The suit is basically just like full on, just, just totally hugging every muscle in his body, which is cool. And I'm sure there's going to be some added post stuff, too, just to make it even more. Because we saw an image of him where... We saw an image of him uh, where he was, they put on little like, uh, you know, they're putting on the, uh, whatchamacallits, the motion capture dots on his body. And he explained that, yeah, that that's going to like, you know, that's specifically for a certain scene and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting. But yeah, got all the green screens out there and everything. I mean, this is going to be, I mean, I don't know, some pyramid or something like that right here but man this is just uh, a crazy scene and then you got these workers down here working hard crew wonder what that says on the back of his shirt down here i'm not too sure but yeah definitely back at him right there so i'm thinking i'm thinking guys um oh yeah and then uh this is what he had to say on his post he said the rock on set black image black adam he said this uh image of black adam from behind from behind gives you a tactile sense of the absolute massive scale and size of our movie. And I appreciate and I, uh, and, um, an appropriate uh, destruction. Jeez. Can't even read. You see, super, you see superheroes have a code of justice and don't kill the bad guys, but black Adam does the hierarchy of power in the DC universe is changing. The anti-hero, the man in black, the protector of the people. Hashtag. Black Adam. That's right. So that's what Dwayne had to say about that. So, yeah, I love the fact that he said that. <laughs> yeah. They have a code of justice and don't kill bad guys. <laughs> have you seen any Batman movies there, Dwayne? <laughs> oh, see, this is why, this is why if the Snyder, you know, Snyderverse gets restored. I mean, oh, man. If only, and we know, we know that Dwayne Johnson saw. He saw that the hashtag restore the Snyderverse. He saw that it trended. He saw that it trended 1.5 million and, you know, all the fans came together and more people. He saw that Brad Paisley tweeted it out. He saw it all because he's a businessman. And it just kind of makes you wonder, like, how did he react to it? You know? And I love the fact that he says that this guy kills. This guy kills people. Okay, we ain't watering down this motherfucker. Okay, this guy is an anti-hero. We're not watering him down. That should give some reassurance right there when it comes to this movie. This is why I think a lot of people are, are probably most excited. I mean, obviously there's the Batman, yes, but man, when it comes to other, when it comes to you know, if you had a pick between the Flash, Black Adam, or Shazam, a lot of people are kind of going Black Adam because let's face it. It's uh, it's looking pretty damn good. It's looking pretty damn tasty. I mean, you see that back? You see that back? Back at him. That's what I'm talking about. But um, but yeah, it's just oh man, it would be it would it would be uh it would be a, a dream of us to have hey, in the future of Zach and Dwayne the Rock Johnson work together. And, uh, I mean, let's face it. I think, I think when it comes to this movie, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Zack Snyder is, you know, kind of excited to see what happens with this movie too. After seeing stuff like this, I mean, he posted an image, that image right there is something that Zach would post, you know, that image right there. And it's just like, ah, only if only guys, but, but yeah, 
It's definitely going to be something special. It's definitely going to be something unique. And I mean, like I said, that costume is going to be something very insane. I just kind of wonder if like they're going to do the post uh, production thing where it's like they light up the, the, the lightning bolts on the chest. And then it's going to be curious to see what's on the, on the front of the suit. Cause you know, looking at the back, like I said, it's looks like it's got some history on it. It's got some history all over it. Oh man. It's just going to be, it's going to be very, it's just going to be very interesting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, sadly he's not going to, it doesn't look like he's going to have the pointed ears though. Huh? Yeah. I mean, those little details, I guess not, but yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for it. I think we're all kind of excited for it when it comes to, uh, comes to that i mean that's a movie that could just be absolutely huge huge definitely could be uh huge right there so who's directing black adam i totally forgot <laughs> i totally forgot who the director is who is the director of black adam that is a good question right there i'm like wait a minute i totally forgot who is black adam ah i totally misspelled that ah there we go 2022 yep let's see who is maybe maybe they'll add it in post maybe they'll make his ears pointy and post or something like that who knows i doubt it though it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case but what can he do uh director is uh, i uh yami colette sarah yeah i think it's is it yami or is it jami jame yame the thing is when it comes to black adam no one cares about the director yeah that's true it's that yeah this time nobody's really well i mean i you know I, yeah I guess you could say that when it comes to, uh, yeah, it is kind of funny now, you know, good point Jarbo actually, because when it comes to all DC movies that have come out, I mean, yeah, it's always seems like it's director, director, director. I mean, I, I would say maybe when Batgirl becomes more of a thing, some people don't even really know who those directors are, but yeah, because we know who David F. Sandberg is. We know James Gunn, we know Matt Reeves and we, you know, and obviously Zack Snyder. But this time it's like it's all about Dwayne Johnson. This time it's about Dwayne Johnson. It's not about yeah. It's not about anything else but Dwayne Johnson. Really, this is a Dwayne Johnson movie. So yeah, you're absolutely right about that. No one's going to really care about too much about the director so much. So good point. Good point right there. But I don't know. It's going to be pretty exciting. Who? Yeah, I know. It seems like the, I mean, this is the rock's baby. I mean, it totally is the rock's baby. He's been trying to get this movie out for how many years now over a decade. Right. So, I mean, it is something that he's always wanted to do. And, uh, I mean, it could fucking change the, it could be a, the next game changer. Who knows? Hopefully it is. Hopefully it is. So I know you care about him. Jose. I care about him too. I mean, hopefully this will put that, you know, direct, I, I what else has he directed too? That's what I wanted to see as well. Uh, I know he's directed, I think he's directed other stuff with the uh, load up faster. Okay. Like he's directed orphan house of wax. Wow. He directed house of wax. He directed unknown with, um, uh, with, uh, Liam uh, Neeson. So, you know, he's got some good credits credits underneath him. He's done some, uh, I mean, he's produced a lot of stuff. He's produced some good stuff too. Yeah, he did Jungle Cruise. That's right. Duh. He's a, yeah. I was like, I knew he did something else with Dwayne Johnson. And of course, he did Jungle Cruise as well. So, but he's done, he's done some Liam, he's worked with Liam Neeson quite a bit. He did the Shallows as well. Run All Night, Nonstop. Nonstop was a underrated Liam Neeson movie. I thought that was actually pretty damn good. But uh, yeah, House of Wax was like probably his first notable one. Um, yeah. So, 
But yeah, I forgot that he uh, he also directed uh, Dwayne Johnson and Jungle Cruise, which when I see the trailer for that, eh, I mean, it's fine. I love Emily Blunt. Seems like it's going to be, but he's just, it just seems, I don't know. It seems like with that role to have a big, huge dude like Dwayne Johnson wearing, you know, those clothes and stuff like that, it just seems a little, I don't know, seems a little weird to me. I don't know about you guys, but you're seeing Dwayne Johnson in that in that costume just doesn't really fit with me at least but i'll probably you know i'll still check it out i guess but i think that's i think jungle cruise comes out the same weekend as the green knight and i'm sorry but i'm way more excited for the green knight sorry Dwayne. it's okay he'll forgive me anyways all right let's talk about margot robbie reacts Woo. sorry Sorry, got a little, still got a little bit of hmm, gunk in my throat. But I didn't get like, you know, I didn't get like a sore throat or anything when uh yesterday. But I did, you know, like I said, I got some gunky stuff in my throat. Anyways, Margot Robbie reacts to Harley Quinn's fate in the Snyder Cut. That's right. Somebody asked her if she had seen the Snyder Cut. And, you know, I think we all kind of wondered what exactly, like, what is her reaction when it comes to, um, her, you know, obviously we know that she's dead. We know that uh, Batman says so. I mean, it's, oh God, it's such a good scene. Such a good scene. But here's her, uh, here's her answer right here. So we got right here. She reacts to it. So uh, when told, well, she hadn't seen it yet, sadly. It's like, come on, Margo, support, support. But she hadn't seen it yet. But it says, when told the news by an EW interview. Uh, interviewer Robbie expressed genuine shock saying, what? I didn't know that. Thank you for telling me. Uh, Robbie then went on her thoughts about Snyder's way of killing off Quinn, expressing no hard feelings and showing that she's a good trooper when it comes to the nature of the DC movie universe, which is becoming as stuffed with alternate realities as the comics. She said, each movie is its own sort of thing. I think that works in the comic book world. And I think that works in the DC film world as well. It's not like Marvel where everything is more obviously linked in a more linear way. It's, it feels like there's so many adjacent stories, worlds, and films happening at the same time, just like there are in the comics. So yeah, I don't know that, but it doesn't necessarily change what other people are able to do with the universe, I don't think. What... Uh, what one director decides, I don't think dictates what another director might be able to pick up and do with the world and the characters, which is fun. Fun, 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 fun. She has a point. But, you know, going back to what Paul, every heavy spoiler said, it's like, <laughs> it's like, okay, so why? And with a plan, why are you guys fully just going fuck off with the Snyderverse, you know? That's what it's like, hey, can, we just can't have a little bit of both, huh? You know, we can't have this interpretation, that inter... I don't know. But, um, no, she's, it is well said. I mean, I get... I, I was always one of those people that was kind of like, okay, nothing has to be perfectly connected. You know, that's what the that's what Marvel's doing. Perfectly fine. It's worked. It's nice and linear. It's like... I mean, it's essentially like, you know, even before Loki came out, I was like, yeah, it's the timeline. It's a fucking branch, and you got these little leaves 
like bouncing off of it. And then of course, you know, that was kind of represent represented in Loki when you see like the, the flow of time and you see like the variance and shit like that. I mean, that's what it is. And then I was kind of going like, okay, if DC is going to do their multiverse thing, it's like, okay, yeah, you got Snyder. He, he kind of planted the tree and then you guys just do the, you know, do the rest, have branches and this, that, and this. But I know a lot of people are like all about like connectivity, connectivity, connective tissue. And I'm just kind of going like, well, um, I mean, obviously when it comes to the movies, I mean, comic books, there's comic books like crazy. I mean, every character has like, you know, three or four books, you know, and then the bigger characters have like fucking eight books. You know, you're going, you go to a new comic book day and all of a sudden it's like, you have to buy what detective comics and Batman and, you know, fucking action comics and whatever the hell. And so, I mean, she does have a point and I was always like, kind of like on that side of it of like, yeah, I mean, you walk into a comic book store, you have all these different characters and all these different stories and to restrain them, you know, because I always hated that about the MCU is like, they're always setting up the next thing. They're always setting up the next thing. Like when it came to black widow, it's like, for me, I walked out going, Hey, Florence Pugh is going to be, you know, they set her up. I'm excited for that. That was the only thing. I didn't walk away going, Oh man, that was something unique and excellent. I was just like more excited that Florence Pugh is going to be taking over, uh, being black widow, but you know, <sighs> I'm so toxic. I know, Jose. So toxic. Uh, the fandom overreacts to comments made by a DC actor. I know. A lot of people, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are not too happy about that. But it's like, what What can you do? It just seems like what they're trying to do is um, just kind of like, hey, they're trying to give freedom to the directors to tell their stories. Cool. Now, is there going to be some connective tissue? Yes. And from what I gathered, when it comes to the Suicide Squad, there's still going to be some connective tissue to... I don't know how much the birds of prey, but there definitely will be to the first suicide squad. You know, obviously you're using the same characters. Yes. Um, you know, it's just in a, it's going to be in a different light, which is perfectly fine. That is true. If you're going to think about how the, the comics medium is. Yeah, totally makes sense. But, uh, I don't know. It's just, but at the same time, you know, I've talked to people who bring up a good point of, you know, one of the things that made the MCU so successful is the fact that, yeah, you know, even though they're setting up that next movie, that just makes people excited for it. And I get that. I totally get that. But at the same time, I just, I don't know. It's all, it's all pretty crazy. But I, I, but at the same time, when it comes to Harley Quinn's fate in Zack Snyder's Justice League, that's way in the future. Okay. That wasn't like, that's supposed to be in the future. I mean, when we, have that exchange between Joker and Batman. I mean, we're like five years into the future. We're in a post-apocalyptic future. So, you know, so I don't think she really, maybe she didn't understand that the fact that it was in the future or something like that. I don't know. She needs to actually watch the full on film or at least watch, watch that scene. Um, Cause you could tell that, you know, she hadn't watched it yet. She just like heard about it and she got the little details from the interviewer who knows if the interviewer actually, explained it correctly like oh this is in the future dark side is invaded superman's evil i was his dad a lot of people are dead and this that and this so hopefully she did watch that scene at least after she heard about that because you know that'd be pretty cool but you know I, th I really think that um it could work because yeah like i said timelines and stuff like that alternate future an alternate future yeah like you said a lot too yeah alternate future and at the point is uh, for Batfleck to prevent the future. Yes, exactly. So it's not it's not a future that could that could be that's going to be lived. You know, Harley Quinn could still survive. But at the same time, I I want to see that scene. 
if I was the interviewer, I would have asked her, Hey, if Zack Snyder hits you up to shoot that scene where you died, where Harley Quinn died, would you have done it? And I think we heard that maybe that they reached out, like they thought about maybe doing something like that. I think Zach talked about that briefly, right? Or something. I don't know. But I kind of wonder if she was like, if, you know, if she didn't have scheduling conflicts or whatnot, would she be down for it? Hopefully, because that would have been a cool scene. Anyways, all right, let's move it back to Black Widow. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you know. We know, I mean, it's, uh, what can you do? What can you really do? But I'm sure you guys saw this floating around. And, uh, well, if you haven't, well, here you go. For the studio and, you know, the first film that I worked on, uh, collaborated with Kevin on, was directed by John Favreau. I mean, you talk about somebody who can, like, improvise on the spot and, like, makes everything better in the moment. You know, and Josh Sweden, an incredible, incredible screenwriter, joke writer, and storyteller. Ugh. And the Russos as well are two very fresh, you know, hilarious. <laughs> oh, is that an ad coming in? Sorry. I guess an ad's coming in. Oh, come on. You it's know, just, there you one, go. Of, one is a performer and both of them. All right. Look at look at Florence Pugh's face right there. <laughs> Uh, I know I paused it at a, at a, at a moment, but, uh, <laughs> fresh, you know, whole uh, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like, I don't know. You kind of just look at everybody's face. I mean, uh, I mean, right before she said that, I, I mean, obviously you had, uh, smiles going on. Florence, Florence was kind of smiling. And then all of a sudden, you know, and Josh Sweden and Oh, Look at her face. Is that Hollywood's elite actors? Oh, geez. Get ripped while get out of here. 15, even get out of here. Add. Incredible screenwriter joke. Yeah. So that's pretty funny right there. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Let me watch Rachel uh, Weiss's face. Incredible screenwriter. She's kind of like, okay. Did you uh, really say Joss Whedon right there? Come on. Come on. Take a drink. It's everything better in the moment. You know, and Josh Sweden, an incredible, incredible screenwriter. <laughs> ouch. Ouch, 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 ouch. Just not good. Not good. Okay. Scarlet, Scarlet. I mean, you know, she did, you know, Woody Allen. She gave praise to him. It's like, I mean, I, I mean, I get it. It's like, you know, she did work with him, but it's like, yeah, you know, after recent things that happened, maybe just... Maybe just leave it out. I mean, you have you have John Favreau and you have the Russo brothers. Just just talk about them. Talk about them. That's all you gotta do is just talk about them. It's good enough. But you know, she uh, she went all the way in uh in uh <laughs> and uh, talked about Josh Sweet. I know. I kind of wonder like how how is Kevin Feige feeling? You know, I mean, I, he doesn't really. You don't really see his face like react. He doesn't react like he did with uh. Remember when it came to uh, Amy Pascal that that one interview where he was like, huh, huh? <laughs> yeah, he didn't really do that. But I'm just kind of wondering how was he feeling inside? You know, how was Kevin feeling inside when she dropped Joss Whedon's name? It's got to be interesting. <clears throat> yeah, Feige looks like he's a cringe. I know. I think he's just kind of holding it together, like. Mm, uh. 
I think he was just kind of holding it together right there. And let's, let's bring it up again. Let's, you know, when it comes to the whole group, uh, <laughs> look at, I mean, he got his face right there. It's just like, Oh, he's got these like, Oh no, he's got the, uh, got the crease in between his, um, eyebrows. Yeah. David Harbour's just chilling. Uh, I think this is the, uh, the director, right? She's kind of like, um, yeah, does you really have to bring up Joss Whedon's name? See, like Kevin Feige doesn't really, I don't think he really, he, <laughs> I don't think he really changes his face. So, but I noticed that Florence, her smile goes down. Ugh. And the Russos as well are two very fresh, you know, hope. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, she just mentioned Joss Whedon. Ouch. Ah. Oh, Scarjo, Scarjo, Scarjo. What are you doing? Ah, it looks like she's forcing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt, but it's almost like just, just, just don't. Just don't even mention the name. It was almost, yeah, I mean, I get it. She was like, maybe, um, I, yeah, Florence probably, I mean, I'm, she probably is aware. Florence, she probably is aware. I don't know, but yeah. <sighs> yeah, when it comes to uh, Woody Allen too, I mean, that whole shit show is a shit show. Who knows? I mean, I, you know, you hear both sides of it. There's weird, I mean, I know there's that whole documentary. I've heard him stuff say, say stuff too. But I'm just saying like, you know, just, I mean, everybody, it's funny how like, you know, when it came to Scarlett Johansson, remember she was going to do that, that movie where she was going to play a trans, trans woman and everybody got outraged, of course, and she dropped out of it. So you would think that, you know, especially after Ghost in the Shell also where people, you know, people got outraged about that too, because, you know, because she's not, she's not Asian, of course, even though the logistics of all that, it's like, well, it's. It's technically a robot. Um, no, but you would think after the backlash you got from Ghost in the Shell, the backlash you got from the for wanting to play a trans woman, you would think she'd be a little more careful when she name dropped people who have noted notable that they're notable of being shitty, I guess you could say. So yeah, just shut up, you know. It's like it, I'm pretty sure, you know, when it comes to uh Kevin Feige, he was <laughs> He was like inside. He's going. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Possibly, I don't know. Maybe so. I I, I just kind of wonder what happened post interview. Sure, it's interesting. Anyways, there you go, guys. <laughs> oh, poor Scarjo can't catch a break. I deal with. Uh, let's see what is Stephen backlash she's had to deal with could also make her more skeptical of backlash other people are up oh, that's very true it's a good point it's a good point as well it's a good point but the thing is though it's like i don't you know anytime she gets backlash i think she'll be okay i think she'll be okay she uh, they try to cancel her they try to cancel i mean they're trying to cancel mel gibson again because i guess he saluted donald trump at the uh at the ufc uh the, the mcgregor fight and stuff like that he like saluted him. So obviously, you know, Hey, he saluted not, he's a Nazi. Look at him. He saluted him. Oh my God. It's like, okay, keep on trying to cancel Mel Gibson. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to work. Sorry. You know, some, some people are uncancelable, you know, but you know, Scar Joe, good old Scar Joe. 
Hey, anyways, all right, let's get uh let's get over to some Twitter questions right now. We'll do that. Yeah, all right. See what you guys have to say over here. Yeah, all right. Mr. Edward, hey Dave, with Black Widow making 150 million at the box office its first weekend, do you think the Suicide Squad has a has a chance to make that much since it's not people will argue saying uh, how can Black Widow film make more than the Suicide Squad? Now, I don't think they're going to think that because I don't think anybody's expecting the Suicide Squad to do better than Black Widow. I don't think anybody really is. I, I know I'm if I was going to bet, like, yeah, I don't think the Suicide Squad's gonna, Squad is going to do uh, better than Black Widow. So, uh, Eric, so let me get this straight. Last, uh, ScarJo, last week, you note you don't like how sexualized you were early MCU. That's bullshit, by the way. Uh, Whedon's party responsible. Yeah. Whedon's party responsible for that down to Age of Ultron boob gag. The Black Widow film has some great close-up shots of its own yeah and you're okay with that that is very true eric i was wondering that myself not that i was complaining because yeah there's some uh you know some uh low butt you know butt shots when it comes to uh the black widow movie you know not complaining she's got a nice little hiney i'm not not gonna lie but yeah and that whole like but i i think that's that's just all a shtick man again a shtick Again, she's very cautious when it comes to that. It's like, well, yeah, I'm going to say like she was over-sexualized. It's like, yeah, but you were wearing like a full-on bodysuit, you know? Yeah, sometimes the, the zipper was down, a little cleavage showing, get it. But, you know, but it wasn't like you were wearing, you know, I don't know. Just seems like it, it didn't seem like she was that sexualized. But at the same time, I don't, I, I almost think like she was okay with that. But it's just, she has to be like, oh, yeah. I didn't like that. But yeah, you, you bring up a good point. You bring up a good point. Uh, Jay, or Jose, I should say. You're offended by uh, Kevin's hat. <laughs> Why do people always lose their minds when it comes to DCEU movies connecting? Especially since they're all connected. There are standalone movies in the MCU, and a few of them haven't connected anything until the post credit scene. It's very true. I mean... Gardens of the Galaxy was very, I mean, I guess it was connected through Thanos and stuff, but yeah, yeah, there could be some times where they're not really connected, but then you have the post credit scene. It's very true. So, you know, if we can have a little, there's probably just going to be a little bit of connected tissue, not too much. Javier, top five favorite Marvel movies of all time. Eh, you know, that'll be like on a video one of these days when I'll do that, you know. But yeah, I mean, I've always expressed how Winter Soldier is just top, here and iron man one um john the hierarchy of power dc universe is about to change cool i wish it was the fucking hierarchy of warner brothers that was fucking changing well it is you gotta realize it is we mustn't forget that people have gone away your sujiharas and stuff and we're kind of suspecting that some other people are going to be going away too when it comes to the discovery merger so a little more patience Jordan, hey Dave, I just thought it was funny that Disney had no problem showing the public the numbers that Black Widow did on streaming, unlike some other big movie studio that owns a big comic book brand. Yes, that is interesting, right? Right? Yeah, what is this? <laughs> that ain't in the script. <laughs> 
Yeah, Zach's got a good like uh, <laughs> lap, laugh. That's good. Thank you for that, Ryan. That was pretty good. Kevin. Hey, hi, Dave. We know that Bruce and Lois relationship will not be in the new scripts for Justice League 2 and 3. However, Snyder did confirm these two will have a different argument. Do you think the new argument will be about Joker teaming up with Luther's evil gang to make to take down the league? Um, will be about Joker teaming up with Luther's. I don't know. I don't know what their. I, don't, I think their argument. It's got to be over Superman, right? You think it would be something about Superman and the fact that she was pregos with uh, Superman's baby. Maybe it's going to be something over that. Uh, then Ryan released the Throg cut. That's right. Apparently, uh, yeah, this episode of Loki had Throg, which is a Thor frog. And you actually hear a little bit of, of the voice, and that is Chris Hemsworth. So, yes, released the Throg cut. Why not? So there you go. There you go. All right, guys. Argument. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. That's pretty much it right there for uh, this film, Junkie Live. Appreciate you guys clicking in as per usual. So hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed yourself. Got a little bit of knowledge and stuff like that. And uh, like I said, when it comes to these uh, videos now, I'm, uh, I, I do the film Junkie Shot. So I'll be cutting some of the topics out of this uh, tomorrow if you wanted to go back and uh, listen to some of the stuff. Appreciate you guys clicking in. Make sure you hit that like thumbs up before you leave. Uh, hit that notification bell so you know I'm going to do this stuff. And, of course, if you want to become a member, hit the member, hit the join button, become a member. Or if you want to join the Patreon, you can do that, get some early access on things and be part of the Patreon stream. And then, of course, merchandise down below and um, all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, should be another fun week. All right, guys, thank you for clicking in, and cheers. Talk to you later.